This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Computer lagging right now. All right, all there right, go. all right. What do you got? So this is what I got. I saw this yesterday afternoon, and maybe some of you did as well. Washington um, had five players listed among the top ten at their position in the early Pro Bowl voting by fans. Sam Howell was in the top 10 just barely. He was the 10th quarterback out of the 16 quarterbacks, I would guess, that are available in the NFC. Jonathan Allen was the 8th vote-getter for defensive tackles for the Pro Bowl, the NFC Pro Bowl team, in this first vote you know, by fans. Antonio Gibson for returner was 7th. Cam Curl for strong safety was 4th. And then, of course, Terrell Burgess was 1st for special teams player in the NFC Pro Bowl voting. Terrell Burgess, I said. Of course it was Terrell Burgess. I saw that yesterday, and I thought, have I just completely missed something this season? What am I missing? Who is Terrell Burgess? Now, to be truthful, I actually knew who Terrell Burgess was, but was completely floored that Terrell Burgess is the number one vote-getter for special teams players in the NFC. He's only played in eight games. He's played 198 special team snaps. And I don't know, we're not paying a lot of attention to special teams other than Cheeseman's snaps and Sly's kicks and Tressway's punts, you know, um... Last year, Jeremy Reeves definitely stood out during the course of the year. I've mentioned, I went back through my notes yesterday, my game notes from every game, and and to see, you know, when I when I list the things that I liked from the games. I've mentioned Tressway, Cam Cheeseman, and Joey Sly a lot on the list of things that I liked or didn't like. I've also mentioned one other two other special teams players, Antonio Gibson as a kickoff returner, and Quan Martin who I think has actually at times stood out in coverage, in punt coverage. They really don't have any kickoff coverage because Sly doesn't allow kickoff returns. He kicks them out of the end zone almost every single time. I think he leads the league in touchbacks. Um, Terrell Burgess is number 32 in your program. And my only thought, and I don't know this to be a fact, again, I will – I'll – Consider the possibility 
that all of you out there know who Terrell Burgess is and have been watching him all year long in the eight games that he's played and have been blown away with his punt coverage and his blocking on special teams, um, it is it has not stood out to me. Okay, there was actually a play in which I think he was penalized for a hit out of bounds, and that's that's why I think I knew his name and his jersey number. Um, what I think happened was, and I could be completely wrong about this, I think that Pro Bowl voters saw that Jeremy Reeves was the Pro Bowl vote-getter number one last year. Remember that wonderful video that the team put out with Ron Rivera surprising him with the news? It was very touching and very well done. Um, I think they just thought they were voting for the Washington Pro Bowl special teams guy that was the guy last year. Because fans don't pay attention to special teams play unless it's a big-time returner, and you have a, a category for that that's a standalone category. Gibson's seventh in the voting on returners. I think it's a. I think they thought they were voting for Jeremy Reeves. That's my guess. I could be wrong. I D- Denton, were you familiar with Terrell Burgess's work? <laughs> no, I was. Uh, I was not. I thought it was a typo when I saw it on Twitter, and that co- that's going to come off as disrespectful. But I just the guy has seven tackles, and like for Pro Bowl voting, like you're voting based on like this isn't like you're grading the film. And you think he does a really good job setting the edge. A fan isn't going to recognize that when you're watching a game on a Sunday. You're just voting for for the names that you like on the air. So I was a little surprised when I saw his name. I'm happy for him. I hope he gets it. But I was a little surprised. So one thing I'm going to correct myself on now, on, on now and, and it, because I'm looking at something that Ben sent me, um, it has nothing to do with Terrell Burgess. And that is that the Pro Bowl balloting from the fan vote is not conference-specific. So when I said that Sam was 10th among quarterbacks in Pro Bowl voting, that's both conferences. That's, that's far different, far different than what I said. Um, as an example, you know, looking at Cameron Curl as the fourth strong safety, two of the four in front of him are AFC players. Kyle Hamilton is the number one vote getter in Baltimore. Uh, Derwin James with the Chargers, Reed Blankenship with Philadelphia. So Cameron Curl has a chance to make the Pro Bowl, certainly as a as a um, as a backup, worst case alter, you know, an alternate. Uh, Jonathan Allen among defensive tackles is eighth in vote getting, and among NFC players, he's fourth behind Hargrave, Donald, and Jalen Carter. Uh, and then for quarterbacks, Sam Howell is tenth. But among the NFC quarterbacks, it's Prescott 1, Hurts 2, Purdy 3, Goff 4, Sam Howell 5. He's not going to make the Pro Bowl, but you know you know how many of these guys drop from. And the Pro Bowl, remember, is, is a different style now of you know flag and whatever. and Whatever it is. I, don't, I didn't even watch it last year. Um, but uh, it's the honor of being named a Pro Bowl quarterback. I mean, he could end up being an alternate if people drop. Are you ready for an offseason of debating whether or not Sam is the guy moving forward and getting a ton of calls claiming that he's a Pro Bowler so we have to keep him? No. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> dreading any of that talk, actually. It's funny. It's perfect, um, perfect uh, into uh, – I want to read this quick tweet from Denny. 
Kevin, I loved what Yanni said yesterday about the draft and Sam Howell. But could you do a show if you just said what Yanni said? That's way too sensible and boring. Uh, Thank you, Denny. For those of you who weren't listening to the show yesterday, that's okay. But Yanni tweeted, "Um, Kevin, if they think a quarterback in the draft at their draft position is much better than Sam Howell, then pick him. If not, then don't. Um, I thought that was a rather sensible uh, view. Uh, and it's certainly the way that they should approach it. Hey, if there's a guy we got a chance to get that's much better than Sam Howell, we're going to pick him. And if we don't think that about the guys that we've got a chance to draft, we're not. Like, essentially what it comes down to. It's like, you know, a lot of the conversations you have this time of year with friends and family members, holiday time, and you get into these debates, especially, by the way, in the beginning of an election year. Oh, wow. I don't know about your house, but it gets, you know, I've said this before, it starts with sports, goes to politics, and it ends with with religion. And the religion sometimes is actually the thing that gets everybody back together for some reason. Uh, but somebody said something over Thanksgiving that was just too sensible, and it's, it's, it reminded me of what Yanni um, tweeted to me yesterday. There was a conversation going on about, you know, voter fraud, which turned into something about voter suppression. And somebody just said, you know, I just want it to be easy for people who are eligible to vote to vote. And I want it to be hard for people who are ineligible to vote to vote. That's all. <laughs> yeah. If they love a quarterback at their draft position that they think is much better than Sam Howell, then pick him. If they don't, don't. Um, can I do a show that way? Of course. I think a lot of my opinions t- tend to be similar to Yanni sometimes. And of course, then you get accused for straddling the fence. Uh, look, we, we're going to have opinions for sure. We already have opinions and we'll have opinions by the time we get to the end of the year. It w- Would Sam Howell being a Pro Bowl quarterback in the NFC change my opinion, it wouldn't, Denton. First of all, I mean, you've had some injuries to quarterbacks, you know, um, in the NFC, right? Uh, no Daniel Jones, no Kirk Cousins. Justin Fields has been in and out of the lineup all year long. Um, Derek Carr has actually been banged up, but has played, you know, primarily. Matt Stafford's been banged up, has missed a game or two. Geno Smith just isn't having a good season. He was a pro bowler last year. Um, so you've got a lot of that going on. I think, you know, I I think we talked about this last week to a certain degree, but I'll just say it again. Like, Sam Howell leads the league in interceptions. He leads the league in sacks, and it's not even close. His QBR number is ranked 21st in the league. His passer rating is ranked 23rd in the league. Yes, he's thrown for a lot of yards, currently the second most yards. But again, as I've mentioned to you before, there are a lot of quarterbacks just barely behind him that have played one less game and one ahead of him in C.J. Stroud that's also played one less game. One less game. So you don't look at total yards because eventually when we get to the end of the season, everybody's played or had the opportunity to play 17 games. Sam Howell currently, in average passing yards per game, it's impressive, I'm not saying it isn't, but it's seventh. 
Okay, it's not first. I hear this over and over again. Sam Howell is leading the league in passing yards. He's second, actually. It's, there has been a moment or two where he's led the league in passing yards. But again, because people get their buys at different time, like right now in terms of passing yards, just so you know, he's second behind C.J. Stroud. But third is Tua, and he's let, he's nine yards behind him, and he's played one less game. Jared Goff is basically 180 yards behind him, one less game. Dak Prescott is 220-something yards behind him, played one less game. Josh Allen, same thing, 200-some yards behind Sam Howell, one less game. Same thing with Brock Purdy. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes. Same thing with Justin Herbert. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence, who's now going to miss games. Sam Howell is not going to lead the league in passing yards when we get to the end of the year. He's not. He's going to be in the top seven or eight, which is really impressive. But Sam Howell's other numbers, if I told you, like we've talked about before, he's going to be 23rd in passer rating, 21st in QBR. He's going to lead the league in sacks allowed, lead the league in interceptions. He's going to be 14th in completion percentage. You'd say, well, of course we're drafting a quarterback if we have an opportunity to do it in 2024. And that's where you would be, you know, missing the context of having watched him play and watching him play, he looks better than the numbers. He has looked better than the sack numbers, the interception numbers, the QBR number, the passer rating number. In part because we're comparing it to what we've had. We do that a lot as a fan base. Is like, oh my god, But, oh my God, what? He's better than Taylor Heineke? Well, of course he is. He's better than Carson Wentz? I would hope so with with the way Wentz played last year. I mean, and no one else has signed him. Actually, did he sign? Did the Rams sign him? Is he on the Rams team? Yeah, I believe he's on the Rams team. Yeah, finally. Um... I think we've got a long way to go on the Sam Howell conversation. He's got four games left to play. Um, I mean, Billy, was it Billy who said yesterday he wished that Sam would get pulled? Somebody, some caller said, you should pull Sam Howell right now. You know what you have. Um, you're not going to learn anything more. I don't know if that's true. All right. Um, a couple things that I wanted to get to before we get to uh, our guest list today, which includes Bob Washusen from ESPN, Charch at 1125, Sands at 12. Um, we will um, uh, we will get to the story that we started to get to at the very end of the show yesterday, which was a pretty in-depth story um, by John Kime and Jeremy Fowler on ESPN. And there was a lot in there on Eric Bieniemy, and we got to get to some of it and some of the quotes about Eric Bieniemy. We'll do that starting next on the Kevin Sheehan Show. Team 980, the team980.com. We are also free and live on the Odyssey app. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.